0: Welcome to the Live Free Love Life podcast, where we discuss how to create more freedom so we can love our lives no matter what we're going through. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Live Free Love Live podcast. Today, we are talking about how to stop overthinking about the future. Hubby and I, we made a goal to hike to the top of Mount Tupinogos in 2023. Now, that's the tallest mountain where we live. And as far as goals go, it's not that big of a deal. People do it all the time. It's not the same with Everest or something. And plenty of people do it without even preparing. They just, hey, you want to hike, Tim? Sure, let's go. And they just go. But I have something most people don't have. I have Lyme disease. Now, if you don't know much about Lyme disease, let me tell you why this goal might be a little bit difficult. Lyme, for me, feels like I have way, way, way more gravity pulling on my body Than everyone else does, or like the way I did before, I had like I don't know if it's ten times or hundred, a thousand times. It just feels like something is pulling me down, like I'm going to sink right through the ground. And getting from one minute to the next, it's like walking through thick, heavy, sticky sludge. I have to constantly not just hold myself awake, but it feels more like I have to hold myself in this world. As if, if I let go, then I will sink down and never surface again. This level of fatigue is excruciating. It is like nothing I have ever experienced. It's a tired that I truly can't adequately describe to you. It doesn't feel like I can do anything. It doesn't feel like I can get out of bed at all. I can. It just doesn't feel like I can. I constantly show myself that I can. But it never feels like it can. Everything feels impossible. Everything. Because I had never been the kind of person to take things lying down, I was like, I'm not just going to spend my life in my bed. I'm just not going to do it. And so husband had never, I love hiking, and he had never hiked Tim before. And so we made a goal. As soon as the snow melted this year, we started with just a short, easy hike. And then every week, and we did this every weekend, every week we upped the mileage and the elevation every week we did a little longer and a little more elevation gain. And every hike, all summer long, no matter where we were at on the difficulty scale, I hiked it one step at a time. The way you hike a mountain, regardless of your physical condition, is one step at a time. It always is. And that's what I did. That's how I hiked mountains with Lyme disease. I just took it one step at a time. Just one more step, one more step, one more step. But I did not fully learn this lesson until we actually hiked Timp. Okay. We had it on our calendar. We're ready to go. Timp is a really long hike. My app that I use for hiking, at the end, it told me I went 16.82 miles with 5,299 feet in elevation gain. It's a long hike. And I'm really slow. I have Lyme disease. We started hiking at 3.30 in the morning. We had about three hours or so of hiking in the dark. And here is what I noticed. This is when I truly learned this lesson of one step at a time. I'm hiking and I'm like, wow, I feel really good. This is much easier than usual. At first I thought, oh, it's probably the temperature. It's dark outside. But I stripped off my jacket in the first five minutes. I was sweating. It was not the temperature that was making it easier. And then I figured it out. It was the dark because I had a headlamp on. And the only thing I could see was one step ahead. I could not see how far the trail went out in front of me. I could not see, and if it had been light, I would have been able to, the top of the mountain that I was climbing to. I couldn't see it. I couldn't even see enough to know how steep the trail was that I was on, much less the trail in front of me. And then I realized how much harder... My brain had been making my hiking all summer long because here, this whole time, I thought I was focusing on one step at a time, just one step, just one step. I didn't notice though that without my permission, my brain was looking how far I had to go and how steep it was and the top of the mountain that I had to climb to and how impossible it all looked. And the more my brain did that, the harder it made my hike. Okay. When I was in the dark, I didn't have any of those options and the hiking, I still was tired, still have Lyme disease, but it took the brain part of the exhaustion out of the equation. And it was a huge, huge difference. Let's talk about freeing yourself from the shackles of overthinking about the future because the story isn't really about hiking and it's not really about Lyme disease. This is simply a visualization of what we all face regularly in our lives. If you ever feel stressed, overwhelmed, pressured, worried, or fearful about anything that is further ahead on the timeline than the present moment, then you could probably use some freedom from all those shackles of overthinking. Because it's all that thinking ahead to all of those things, it causes so much extra. I'm not saying the hike wasn't hard, and I'm not saying it wasn't hard to do, especially with Lyme disease those things are hard. We're all on the same page. They're hard. We don't have to make them harder. And the more we think ahead, the harder we make it for ourselves. We're already in a position where we could just call it hard. And then we make it harder and harder and harder. Those are the shackles that we want to release so that we have more freedom to enjoy the journey along the way. So we have the freedom to experience it in a way that isn't as hard, that's easier, that's more enjoyable that's what you want to do. When you think of everything you have to do, it is like looking at the top of the mountain and seeing how far you have to go. When you're already so tired, it doesn't feel like you can take another step. How many of you do that with your to-do lists? You're already doing all the things. Maybe you go to work and you take care of the kids and you clean the house and you have a billion errands to run and you feel like you're in carpool duty all day, every day. There's lots of things going on. You're already exhausted. And then you're thinking ahead to all the things that you have to do in the future, all of them, everything on your to-do list. And you just make it harder and harder and harder for yourself to do the things that you're doing right now. This is also true when you think about everything that could go wrong. Some of you are worriers. You're thinking of every horrible thing that could happen. And when you try to predict the future and figure out all those details, before you let yourself move forward. The shackles of overthinking, they come in two ways. It. First, just thinking of all things we have to do. And for those of you on the podcast, you can go watch this on YouTube. I put my podcast on YouTube. I'm putting air quotes every time I say have to, because we don't actually have to do anything. And we will be talking about that a few episodes from now. But when we think of all the things we're going to do in the future, that's the first shackle. And the second one is when we worry about everything that could possibly go wrong also a shackle. They both hold us back. They both keep us from moving forward. This kind of future thinking it keeps you in bondage, taking away your freedom in the present. And without freedom, as we've talked about, it is so much harder to love our lives. We want to free ourselves from any shackles because when we have freedom, it's so much easier to love our life no matter what we're going through. That's what this podcast is about. So let's talk about three practical steps. The first one, I'm calling this mindful mindfulness meditation. I don't really like the word mindfulness because when words get too trendy, people tend to just dismiss them. Let me tell you what I actually mean by that. Start the day getting centered, getting grounded, connecting with yourself, connecting with the present moment, connecting with your body. Anything that you do to just be in the present moment. It doesn't matter actually what it is. And you don't have to call it mindfulness or meditation. You can just call it connecting with yourself, connecting with your body. Sometimes you just close your eyes and connect with your five senses. Well, you should do your eyes before you close your eyes. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you taste? Just connect with the present moment. Start your day this way every day because you're practicing Being in the present. I love to use uh, Qigong to do this. Qigong really helps me to get into the present moment, to get into my body, just be present in this moment. That is the first step. Whatever it is you need to do to connect with the present, start your day this way. And then you can also do this again anytime you feel like you're overthinking about the future, whether it's thinking ahead to all the things you're going to do or whether it's worrying about all the things that could go wrong. Anytime you notice yourself there, purposely bring yourself back to the present whatever that practice looks like for you it could just be a couple deep breaths anything that just brings you back into the present okay number two is to set small goals write down your larger tasks into smaller manageable steps and then focus on accomplishing one at a time if you still feel overwhelmed pressured stressed break them down even smaller until each step feels easy all by itself. Remember my hike on the mountain? When it's just one step and in the dark and I can only truly see one step, it really did feel easy. So much easier than every hike I've had been on all summer long because it really was the only thing I was looking at. On some of my lying days, I can't even think ahead to the next hour. It's just sit down at your computer. I'm like, okay, I could probably do that. That sounds doable. I'm not thinking about sitting down and recording this. On Sundays, that's way too much for my brain. I feel overwhelmed and I feel stressed. It feels like way too much because it's too big of a step. So you want to break them down. And this might vary from day to day. Some days, if I say record a podcast, it feels fine because of my energy levels. And some days, truly, I have to break it down so small that it's sit down at your desk. Turn on your computer. Open this app. Sometimes I have to break it down that small so that my brain can really just focus on the next step because all of those by themselves are pretty easy. And I can just keep doing easy thing after easy thing after easy thing. Okay. Step number three limit your future planning and your future thinking. I'm going to break this down separately. First, allocate a specific time each day or each week for future planning, and then avoid dwelling on it outside of these designated times. So if you are not in that specific time block, you stay focused on the present moment. For me, for future planning, these are the things you have to, again, in air quotes, do. All the things you were planning to do, your to-do list. I have a set time block where I sit down and I plan out the next week. I do think about the future. I might plan things, Even more advanced than that, but I often focus on just the next week, and that is when my brain gets to think about the future. It's when I'm planning it out. But once I am outside of that window, when my brain wants to think of the future, I'm like, "Brain, we've already taken care of that. Everything this week, it's already on the calendar. We don't have to think about that thing until we are there." The first is setting the time to actually do it, and then the second is managing your mind. When it wants to go think about the future again, you're like, oh, no, great. We only do that on Mondays from eight to 9 a.m. That's it. That's the only time we think about that. The rest of the time we stay in the present and we follow the plan we already made. Okay. That's future planning. The other one is future thinking. So many of my clients, we've had them make what they call a worry protocol. If your brain likes to worry about the future, then same principle applies. We are going to set a scheduled time to worry so maybe that's on Wednesdays from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m you sit down and you let your brain worry about it everything that could go wrong all the things in the future we can just go ahead and worry about it because that's what your brain likes to do and then outside of that window you're like oh brain we don't worry about the future that's only Wednesdays from 12 to 1 that's when we worry right now we don't right now we're just gonna trust that everything's gonna be okay and we're gonna stay right here in the present so those three steps again. One is that mindfulness meditation. Bring yourself, find ways and experiment with ways to bring yourself into the present moment. Start your day that way and then also just do it again each time your brain wants to go to the future. Number two, set small goals. Break them down small enough that they all feel easy all by themselves. We're not thinking ahead to all the the next things. We're just doing the, the next step that our brain can totally handled not a problem and then number 3 we're going to limit future planning and future thinking okay here are some questions for you to consider how often do you find yourself thinking about worrying about or stressing about the future just consider what does that look like for you and there is no none of these answers are good or bad some brains are more prone to worry some pr- brains are more prone to anxiety some people don't really worry about the future at all, and none of these are good or bad or better or best. This isn't a place where we judge ourselves. This is just huh, I wonder how my brain works because all the brains are awesome and none of them are a problem. And what we want to do is free ourselves of any limitations we are putting on ourselves, but also accepting the brain that we have. Our brains work the way they do, and that it, it's totally fine. We just want to set ourselves up for success. so what is this like for you? What purpose does your brain think all this worrying serves? The worrying, the stressing, the the pressure. What do you think? Your brain thinks it's important if it doesn't. It. Why do you think your brain thinks that's important? Or what does it per- think it's protecting you from? Really good questions to get awareness about. How does thinking about the future get in the way of living in the present? And remember, I'm talking about overthinking. I'm not saying We should never, ever consider the future. There's places to think about the future. We're talking about overthinking. Overthinking gets in our way in the present. Overthinking is the shackles that keep us from being free. Okay? Overthinking, not thinking. What would it take to follow all these steps I've talked about? To stop overthinking about the future. Here's what I really want you to remember. The only moment that actually exists is the present the only thing. The past and the future only exist in our minds. And since we have the ability to control what happens in our minds, we have the ability to free ourselves from any overthinking that's holding us back and keeping us stuck. Go have fun with this. Look at your own brain. See where this is showing up. Put these steps into practice. I would love to hear how it goes for you. And then go ahead and live free love life. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out my live free love life membership, where we actually do the work of creating freedom so we can love our lives. Go to itstimetolivefree.com for details.